welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Fight in the USA. No. <laughs> we're, we're keeping that fight in the USA. Wow. You're really, I do this every time. You're really rusty. I cannot be the intro person. It's been like six months since we recorded, and we'll talk about why. You are super rusty. Why well, don't you try that again? And the last time I tried this is when it went wrong as well. We hadn't aired that one. But anyway, welcome back to another episode a Fight in the Shade USA podcast. We're going to lose all our sponsors now. Brought to you by Heroes Media Group. Will and Jen here. Glad to be back. Especially glad to have Will back. And today we're going to, we'll chat a little, catch you up to speed on some things, but then we're going to do part one of Major Will goes to Washington. <laughs> to get Actually, right. it's Major O goes to Washington, <laughs> but wow. Can I fire you? Am I allowed to fire my own wife from our podcast? Oh my gosh. You guys get it. It'll be, you can read the description and that will be correct. So we take don't it do, away, Major O. We don't do edits unless it's like I say something inappropriate, which occasionally I'll blame it on the medication. <laughs> um, all right. So, you know, it's been a while since we did this. And so on a personal note, I'll just be honest. Uh, I have something called Bichette's disease, which is a rare autoimmune illness. Doctors don't really know much about it. And uh, they think that I was a they think that I was exposed to what they call an environmental toxin on a 2012-2013 deployment with a special operations task force in Kandahar, and my body just began to just degrade slowly uh, from 2013 until 2016 when I broke out with in leprous-like skin lesions all over my body four different times. They lasted for about a month each time. That was terrible. And then on January 1st of 2018, or no, excuse me, January 2nd of 2018, I was diagnosed with this thing called Bichette's disease. And on January 1st of 2018, a new bureaucratic agency called Defense Health Agency came online and they took over all the military medical treatment facilities around the world and also the wounded warrior medical separation process for active duty. And I'm kind of mentioning that because that's what we're going to be talking about today. That's why I was in Washington, D.C. But uh, instead of getting up to a year to fight to get healthy and even just to get, you know, whether I could stay in on active duty or uh, transfer to the reserves um, or just, hey, just try and get as healthy as possible before I came became a civilian. I uh, didn't get that opportunity. And actually a uh, military health care provider uh, prescribed me the exact wrong medication for Bichette's disease, uh, I think he, it was like a steroid, and it actually metastasized Bichette's disease, so it made it like go crazy, and that led to a neurological disorder named POTS, so now I have what's called neurobichettes, and so it's just been getting increasingly worse, and that causes me from time to time to go bedridden for weeks, sometime months at a time. And so that's part of the reason why we haven't recorded because from early November of last year until early April of this year, 2023, I was pretty much bedridden about 90 to 95% of the days. And um, I just turned 45 years old a few weeks ago and uh, they don't know why this is either, but Bichette's disease uh, attacks men in their mid forties ferociously. So I'm kind of like in the danger zone right now. Uh, but there is hope if I make it to 50, the symptomology starts to recede. And it's like you've survived. So <laughs> who knows why that is? Nobody knows. Uh, so because, and this is the last thing I'll say about this, because it is what's called an orphan illness in the West, uh, so men along the Old Silk Road 
um, from China, you know, into Turkey, Afghanistan, Middle East, um, near Asia, near East Asia, uh, men get it there. Uh, also some women do who they handle, um, silk, like silk fabrics. Uh, so they think there might be something in the dust mites in silk that is toxic. They just don't know. But because not a lot of people in America and, um, you know, Western civilized countries get it, then pharmaceutical companies don't do research on it because there's no uh, need for drugs uh, and there's no money. So we're kind of like just shooting in the dark here. And also there's no cure for POTS either. POTS is this real unknown thing. Um, so happy, happy, joy, joy. So I, you know, had one of these very, very long and brutal um, flare-ups. And I won't go into details, but it was pretty much an all-time low because I missed Christmas, New Year's, uh, my daughter's 13th birthday. I missed my birthday. I was bedridden for all those things. So it's pretty measurable. Um, but we adapt and overcome. So I think that's a pretty good excuse for not doing a podcast for six months. Yes? Yeah, maybe. I guess so. Kind of legitimate. I guess we'll show some. We do Catch you some slack. We do feel a lot of love because I just, when I was in D.C., I saw a lot of my friends and I think we have like 12 downloads total or something, maybe more, maybe 30 downloads, 12 followers. But I, we've had a lot of people tell us, hey, when's the next podcast? Like, we like your podcast. Yeah, it was kind of a, a fun little surprise. I even had two people ask me today and I was like, as a matter of fact, I think we're going to have a conversation later today. So it's exciting. Um, share it with your friends if you, if you like it and we'll just see where this thing goes. All right, so today we're going to talk about my trip to Washington, D.C. last week. So my doctor, God bless you, Nate, or I guess he's my medical care, whatever. He's not technically a doctor, but he's better than a doctor. He prescribed me a stimulant drug, which I don't know what's in those drugs, but it's some kind of like cocaine mixture or something. <laughs> I'm only kidding. It is not. I actually don't know what it is, but it's a stimulant, and it did get me out of bed, and I actually made every single meeting from, what, April 16th, until April 23rd, like a full week of meetings, which yeah. was like miraculous. Well, it was miraculous. And let's just back up for a second for all of you concerned about this medication he's on. <laughs> this is really just an old school medication that gives you just enough energy. It's not like an upper where you're like hyper, but it just gives you enough energy throughout the day that it makes you tired enough to hopefully fall asleep at night because you kind of like are up the whole day. And we're just trying to get you out of your nocturnal mode. He has been like a nocturnal creature and he sleeps when he should be awake and he's awake when he should be asleep. And so this is good. We're just, re we're reversing the cycle. I like that you called me a creature. Yeah. Well, I was going to say bats, but that didn't fit very well. So yeah, don't call me bats, especially <laughs> with COVID probably originating with bats. Creatures <laughs> way better. Didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so we haven't even like done an episode on why, why we launched Ark of Justice yet. So right. pe people don't even know about right. that. Um, and, and I, we can't do the origin story of that. So we're actually going to put maybe the cart before the horse here, but, um, the whole purpose that w for arc of justice right now, we're trying to do something called the wounded warrior bill of rights in Congress. Uh, I was the tip of the spear for this new bureaucratic agency, defense health agency that came online January 1st, 2018, that I just mentioned a few minutes ago. And what happened is. Uh, from 1775, Continental Army, General George Washington to Valley Forge, until 2018. So 243 years of unbroken military tradition. Active duty wounded warriors, if the, you know, if they became ill or injured in service to the country, they always had access to what's called the military chain of command, 
and the military chain of command would make the determination on whether they stayed or goed, and they would also make sure that they're getting treated with dignity and respect on the way out. Well, in 2018, that changed. Uh, Defense Health Agency, which is a civilian bureaucratic agency staffed by uh, a lot of people who have never served, and then they also have some military medical doctors who they steal from the services, but again, they're not military commanders. So now they, for the last five plus years, have been in charge of this uh and they i've represented 73 clients pro bono uh there has been just some really bad malevolent actions taken by these bureaucrats because they're trying to get they're trying to kick wounded warriors out as quickly as possible to save money uh and to also just reduce the number of wounded warriors on active duty uh because since 9 11 of 2001 um up until January 1st, 2018, the paradigm in the military services was, hey, less than 1% of the uh, population has raised their hands in a time of war to serve. It's an all-volunteer army. There's no draft. So, we, ha you know, yes, we're de deploying these guys, you know, up to seven, eight, nine, sometimes 10 times, and they're coming broken, back broken. But who cares? You know, like, put a Band-Aid on it and get them back out there because there's no replacements. Well, uh, with sequestration uh, in the President Obama years, the the script really flipped in 2018 and now instead of keeping people in it's like hey you have a nosebleed i'm kicking you out i'm being slightly hyperbolic but the the, uh, the entire attitude just changed so again uh, our family was the tip of the spear with that so uh i'm almost done here and then you can jump in so um i realized we launched arc of justice on fox news at night um on veterans day 2019 and uh, since then, I've been representing individual clients pro bono, but I realized uh, pretty quickly that I could help these clients, but it was like throwing one starfish back into the ocean at a time. And, you know, there's thousands of starfish. There's thousands of wounded warriors going through the medical separation process every year. I have no idea how many are being mistreated, but uh, probably a large portion of them, especially at Fort Belvoir, Virginia. And so I realized, okay, instead of one starfish at a time back into the ocean, we need to uh, get federal legislation passed called the Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights, which it does two things, very simple. It returns authority away from Defense Health Agency bureaucrats back to the military chain of command and also builds in additional due process protections for wounded warriors so that if you get possibly a toxic leader in the military, you can still go up the chain of command and your due process is protected. Um, and that, once we pass that, we will get a tidal wave of justice that comes onto the beach and takes all the little starfishes back into the ocean where they can be safe and happy. That's such a nice analogy. I Th love it. Thank you. I was just going to clarify, um, you mentioned at one point, you know, the, that DHA is sort of rushing these people out of the military very quickly. And in our case, that's exactly what happened. The reason that is not okay is in the Army regulations and also in other branches' regulations, it states that for certain illnesses and injuries, you should get up to one year of treatment before being ushered into the separation process because the goal, of course, is to either save your career if you can be rehabilitated or get you to the best possible place before you transition out into the into the civilian world so that you can hold a job and be kind of ready to do that. And so we're not making up this rule. This this regulation already exists and they're completely ignoring it and just fast tracking people out. So that that's an important clarification, I think, for people who are who are just listening and not familiar with the ins and outs. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and, th and what that is is that's what we call preventative medicine. So you you know, you want 
the wounded warrior, you know, like Jen said, you either you got to find out, okay, are they able to continue to serve? And not just for monetary reasons, you know, to get to 20 where, you know, the monetary pension vests, but also, you know, you're, you want to see if you can maintain like your, your middle management and experience to train, you know, the next generation of warfighters. And in addition to that, you, you don't want to put an additional burden on the veterans affairs. Um, and have like, you know, more disabled and homeless veterans. And of course, the veteran suicide numbers, you know, are 22 plus, which remind me to talk to you about a, a recent study that thinks it's even double that uh, if we don't get to it in this episode, a future episode, but um, it just makes total sense. So my kind of analogy has been for that. Hey, for the Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights. Hey, if I told you, you know, that we could cure, let's just say, let's keep the number low. Let's just say 10% of the cancers you know, with, with passage of a bill, everybody would sign up for that. And that's what the Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights does because it prevents, you know, more uh, broken wounded warriors going into the veteran system and becoming civilians. And actually every single um, piece of legislation has to get scored by something called the Congressional Budget Office, CBO, with how much it's going to cost the taxpayer. So we've had, I've been doing this for the past, um, Arc of Justice has been going on for the past uh in between three, almost coming up on four years, but we've had three different pieces of legislation in the last three years, House Resolution 6043, 6466, and then 8081 in this last year, and each one of those had to be scored, and guess how much, babe? Guess how much my legislation cost the taxpayer? Oh my gosh, how much? Please send me. Zero dollars. <gasps> Zero dollars. Most legislation costs in the billions or trillions. That's awesome. And uh, so last year for 8081, we had 14 co-sponsors, seven Democrats, seven Republicans. And I asked uh, my main military legislative aide and one of the, um, the lead co-sponsors, can you go back to the CBO and ask them how much the Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights will save the taxpayer? Seriously, yes. And well, they, they don't know how to do that. Well, and why, but why <laughs> will it save them? Number one, first and foremost, will be that they have invested, I mean, you might know the numbers, but when they bring in someone, train them through all of their military training, they invest so much into each soldier that that letting them go too soon is actually costing the military so much money because they have to then recruit somebody else and they're having to train that person up. And it's just a vicious cycle. So, so I don't hold me to this, but I have heard the number on average, it costs a million, the taxpayer a million dollars per year per, per soldier. Yeah. Yep. And, and, you know, I think that's like a complete thing with training, you know, everything, possible pension, everything. So, yeah, uh, it's just it's just a huge investment for because, you know, our um, military, you know, everybody talks about, OK, yes, you know, China is on the rise. You know, there are these other countries who uh, have begun to catch up with America with advanced military technology. Uh, a lot of anthropologists are saying that we are moving from a unipolar to a multipolar world, which just means America used to have hegemony uh, over the world with just being a single most powerful military. But now we have China, we have Russia, we have other states. You know, it's going into a more of a peer versus peer battle. But the American military, in my opinion, is still the best trained and best equipped and the most lethal fighting force on the face of the planet. So uh, you're taking all of that investment from the taxpayer money and you're just completely washing it down the drain, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, okay, so we're um, about 15 minutes in. We needed to do that because th there was not really a background for a lot of you people on just what we've been doing. And please, you can go to our website, arcofjusticeusa.org. 
to read more of our story and how you can get involved. Um, which just the remaining minutes, because this is part one, we'll dig deeper in part two. Maybe just give us a highlight or two from your trip to D.C. You were there a week and you had some major plans and some of those went awry, but also some amazing things happened. So. OK, so I'm just going to. Yeah, that's great. I was going to go like itinerary day by day, but we'll start that in episode two. And so I'll just give you like the best highlight. All right. So on on Wednesday, so this is midweek. And if you do go to arcofjusticeusa.org, A-R-C of justiceusa.org, you will see on there that Shannon Bream of Fox News, amazingly, I don't even understand because, listen, I don't even like to say that we're a rinky-dink small nonprofit, but we are a rinky-dink small nonprofit. Um, it, it is me full-time and Jen more part-time than I wish she had to be because she well, also... And don't forget Leonidas. Oh, yeah. Okay, why don't you talk about... You. Why don't you talk about... Leonidas? our main guy. Why don't you talk about Leonidas? <laughs> I don't know. Is that, this is going to take up the rest of our time. But essentially, let's just say Will likes to get... He likes to have fun in everything that he does. And so, you know, we don't have a staff. It's him and I. We have some volunteers. We do have board members, of course. But um, he he was having correspondence with somebody about something. And, of course, they said something like, hey, connect me with your communications person or your IT person. It was something like that. And, of course, we don't have that. So Will's like, of course I will. And so he literally made up a name <laughs> for a fake staff member, Leonidas. Yeah, so I created an email signature block for Leonidas <laughs> Lionheart. Chief Information Officer for Arc of Justice. <laughs> I kind of feel bad about that now, but... It wasn't a super official email. It was something super, you know, kind of silly, but we had fun that day, so... Yeah, I mean, they wanted to talk to my CIO, so I was like, all right, I'm going to create a CIO. <laughs> um, okay, so, you know, we're, we're very small. There's over... I've been told there's over 55,000 veterans or military uh, service organization nonprofits in America. A lot of them are like us. You know, they're just small... Uh, a lot of great American citizens want to get involved and help our veterans. So I say all that to say, as small and in you know seemingly inconsequential as Arc of Justice is, on the antithetical uh, opposite end of the spectrum, you have Shannon Bream, who is I, I don't know if she's like the number one ranked newscaster, like most trusted, most liked, but but she basically I know for sure she became the first woman in the history of Fox News Sunday uh, to chair and host that show. That's and, awesome. and she is also still uh, Fox News's chief, so all of Fox News, not just Fox News Sunday, all of Fox News's chief legal correspondent. So she covers like Supreme Court cases because not only was, you know, everybody's like, oh, she's two-time beauty queen. Well, she's a brilliant attorney also. And uh, that's what people kind of forget about her because everybody's like, oh, she's just another blonde on Fox News. Like, no, she's actually brilliant as well. And I think she's a two-time number one New York Times bestselling author uh, with her Woman of the Bible speaks. So, so she is very much in the public consciousness. And it's actually too long to go into here, but we had what I would call a providential connection with her at the beginning or if you're not a person of faith, you would call it serendipitous. And basically, I was able to launch Arc of Justice on Fox News at night, live national television with her on Veterans Day 2019. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And then she has had us on her uh, Fox News living, or living, there's no G, living, the Bream, LTB uh, podcast. I've been on there twice, and Jen's been on there once. Yes. And other people who go on there, 
they're like United States senators, like world leaders. And then they're like, uh, Major Hostin discusses the Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights. And people are like, who's Major Hostin? They know who you are because you're an Elizabeth Dole fellow. So well, you, you they know some, Elizabeth Dole. They don't you, know who you, I am. You have, yes. you have some cachet. All right. So we launched with her. Uh, she has been, um, I would I would call her a co, co-warrior. She's been in the foxhole with us, so to speak. And that has actually tremendously helped us get traction on Capitol Hill. Um, I... I'm not going to talk about everything. She helps me a lot behind the scenes, but I'm not going to talk about that. Maybe I'll save that for a future book. But she's just truly amazing. She's become a friend of our family. You know, she writes letters to my little, you know, my young girls. I don't even know what to call them now. I can't call they're them twins. little girls. They're tweens. Well, okay. maybe they're teens. They're, 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 they're actually, they're, they're little women now. Um, but she's just, just, uh, there's a saying that don't ever meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed. But Shannon Bream, like, blows that out of the water because she is our hero and she's more amazing every time we hang out with her. Yeah, she's just a kind, authentic human being, for sure. Like, what you see on television and hear on the podcast, that's how she actually is. Yeah. Okay, so... So tell us your highlight from D.C. with Shannon. All right, so I I know Shannon's, like, in a super busy time right now because she's promoting her new book, Um, but... You know, she's just always said, hey, if you're ever in D.C., just text me and we'll try and get together. So I get uh, 15 minutes with her, just come to the Fox News studio. And uh, we I got to shoot like just a little three minute video with her, which is on uh, Arc of Justice USA Instagram. And, uh, you know, gave her a couple of meaningful military coins to her because that's a symbol of honor. And then uh, we promoted her new book. And that was like a great, that was a great three minute video. You can see the rapport between us. You can see that we're truly friends. And here's the big news. All right. Dun, dun, dun. Like, honestly, I, so Jen will accuse me from time to time of like building things up way too much. <laughs> well, it's kind of true. Yeah. Okay. But, but you cannot build this up. No, too this much. one, this one is legit. There's just other times he's like, Girls, I have the best news in the whole world. You're going to be so excited. And now they've learned. Dad, is this about Ark of Justice? <laughs> and it's not like we're going to Disneyland. Okay, then we don't want to We don't want to know. It, that is kind of true. I, and then I'll throw out like some uh, acronyms like the SASC PSM <laughs> is on our side against OSD PNR. And they're like, what is that even? What are you, <laughs> talking, what are you talking about, Dad? All right. Um, so the big news. So the big news is I just like want the, you know, what is it called? The tension? Yeah, the tension. The tension to build. Okay, so on Memorial Day of this year, I will be on Fox News Sunday with Shannon Bream and Congresswoman Kathy McMorris-Rogers to talk about this year's iteration of the Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights. And the reason why that's huge is because, again, I don't know if like in compared to CBS, NBC, all these other news programs, but I know that, like, for Fox News, she is the most trusted anchor that they have. She is extremely highly rated in, like, whatever those likability, you know, surveys that they do, the Nielsen ratings or whatever. And Memorial Day, of course, you know, is when the eyes of the nation, you know, think about the military. And, you know, she could have had a retired four-star general on there. She could have had anyone that she wanted. But she is giving Arc of Justice, and the and, and we know that it's not about Arc of Justice. We know that we are coming on there because of the the mission and the purpose for Arc of Justice to try and pass this Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights. So, you know, if you're a praying person, please be praying for me that I'm healthy. I don't have brain fog. It's going to be a pre-recorded interview. Um, 
and uh, then you know they'll edit it, and it'll be at the very end of the show. And I, it's just such an honor for me. I mean, so the last when we're recording this, at least the last episode, she had Senator Gillibrand and Senator Rounds on there. So two United States senators who are diametrically opposed to each other on issues, but they've become people of faith, and so they've learned how to treat each other with dignity and respect. So I realize. I don't know how I want to say this, but maybe it's not the right way. I realize I'm not qualified to be on there. Um, I realize that, um, you know, we are we are just a little rinky-dink nonprofit, but because of the cause that we are fighting for in Capitol Hill uh, and because I just believe God has put Shannon Bream in our path um, to help us to use her her influence and her gravitas, this could be the beginning of the end of this fight because it's going to, it could be so huge. Yeah. I'm really excited for you and the opportunity. And I'm, I am really excited that you get to be on there with a Congresswoman and um, please everyone be praying that his health uh, gets him there, that his body cooperates and yeah, for his, for his clear thinking, because it just will make all the difference on behalf of wounded warriors. Okay. So I think we're going to wrap it. Yep. And uh, we will do however many more episodes it takes. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I want to unpack not only the week with Major O goes to Washington, but I kind of want to uh, unpack. I feel like, so if DC is a swamp, it's been said DC is a swamp. I have mapped the swamp over the past three years. And I know how the swamp works and I know why really it doesn't work and why legislation doesn't get done. So I think we'll even go into some of those details and uh, we'll see how many episodes this takes. Leonidas can help us edit them if, if need be. So I'll tell you, he's a fantastic CIO officer. <laughs> I've had no complaints about him whatsoever. <laughs> All right. Time to go. <laughs> what do we say at the end? Fight in the shade. See you later.